Welcome to Life After the Fire, the preeminent podcast for all things related to having an amazing life after the fire service. My name is Chris Phelps. I'm your host and welcoming back to the show, my good friend, Ricky Rod. It's an honor to be here and to be back, uh, you know, the first returning guest. First returning cool. guest. Yeah, man. So the reason I wanted to bring you back is uh, I got a lot of feedback from the first time you were on. They're like, you know. We really just barely scratched the surface <laughs> on the, some of the stuff that the amazing things you've been doing. You know, we scratched the surface on your, uh, you know, promotional consulting mm -hmm. uh, and we scratched the surface on the real estate. Most things that people have reached out to me about are the real estate, mm -hmm. you know? And you know, when I was like reflecting back on our, our conversation, I was like, all right, I remember Ricky from the, you know, the beginning, right? That's right. And, uh, and to see that he's amassed a real estate a portfolio of what, over 30 homes we've I said, we're at 35, now, 35 so. now. So, so 35 real estate holdings and done that on a firefighter salary. Mm -hmm. Right. That's right. No family money that I don't know about. You didn't hit the lotto. No, and, I wish, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I always say, you know, if I win the lotto, I'm not going to tell anybody either, but no. there'll be signs. Yeah, I'll yeah. be riding up in a car <laughs> like you were. <laughs> Hard work. Yeah. No, it's awesome. It's great stuff. And and I, so I wanted to have you back. So I want to kind of expound on it because I I think of, of, you know, with, you know, maybe some exceptions. I don't know. Um, I think really uh, of all the guests we've had on, like the amazing things that they've put together, you know, yours is the most organic, I think, and something that anybody could really do, right? Correct. Correct. So, all right. So you got to kind of take us through how it started mm -hmm. and, you know, walk through it. Like, this is mostly going to be you talking. I'm just kind of sitting back and taking notes over here because I'm going to, you know, be like Ricky Rod <laughs> one of these days. Uh, well, thank you, Chris. I appreciate that. Uh, again, I appreciate the opportunity to be back here. Um, like I always tell people, I don't, information is not to be hoarded, it's to be shared. Um, it's borrowed, right? So I try to to give it and share it with anyone. So I'm um, not a person that, um, like I said, will try to hold information for power. I like to share it. Everyone can prosper. Um, and one of the things is not everyone's going to be able to do what you do, even if they have the exact same information. Because mm -hmm. let's face it, everyone has access to the information now. It's to me is what's your vision? Uh, what's your purpose? Uh, why are you doing it? And um, I always uh, say, um, you know, before you get the skill set, you have to have the mindset. Um, so to go back to like the genesis of uh, mm -hmm. how I started. Rod, Ricky yeah. Rod Holdings. I've, <laughs> yeah. point, I've named it. I agree with your wife <laughs> on the name. So. Yeah, I got to come up with a, a cool catchy name someday uh, <laughs> when I'm not um, busy with family. Um, but um you know, there, I remember um, <clears throat> originally in 2000, I want to say eight before the crash, I had uh, my first real estate property. And, um, you know, just to fast forward, make a long story short, is that uh, I lost it during the recession and it really hit my identity, really hurt. Um, and I was wondering, what did I do wrong? Here I am. I'm being promoted at work, uh, making a, a good salary. Uh, my family's all healthy, 
but yet I lost my first real estate property. What reality was, reality was I didn't know what I was doing. Mm -hmm. I had no clue what I was doing, no training, didn't bother to do any numbers or anything. So I vowed at that point that this would never happen to me again. So, um, you know, I, I sat in my poopy diaper for a while, right? <laughs> <laughs> trying to figure out why, um, yeah. sulking. And, and, and through that time, um, I just found out um, at the end of it, I didn't have a strong foundation. And right. we all know that without a strong foundation, you really can't build anything on it. It's a house of cards. So I figured, how could I build a foundation um, to where later on I can build whatever I want on there? Right. Mm -hmm. And so I started the route of um, becoming debt free. Okay. And that was the first thing that I thought of because it felt the easiest. Well, I didn't have to make any extra money. I just had to cut back. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we did. Um, but during that time, we we figured that, um, well, man, if I make more money, I can cut these things faster and get rid of these debts even faster. Right. And freed up a bunch of income, which I started saving. Um, so I went through the whole Dave Ramsey program, mm -hmm. um, went through live that. like no one else. That's right. So I did that it. one day you can live like no one <laughs> That's else. That's right. Max out here, <laughs> put money in 401k, you know, the whole nine. So yeah. we, we did it. The baby steps. We did the baby steps and, uh, it got to a point and, uh, it just, we were look, I was looking around going, what else, what else could I do? How else could I accelerate this? Um, and at that point, that's when I started, um, get back on the horse, get back on the horse. Mm -hmm. I, um, uh, whereas I, a lot of people had similar situations in 08 lost houses and they just totally turned them off to real estate. Agreed. There were so many people when I was getting started, that, you know, told me not to do it and uh, mm -hmm. gave me all of the, um, the stories and then yeah. you know, the fear mongering and all of that. And I just, at that point I had done. Um, started really educating myself. Mm -hmm. And so this time I was determined to be successful. Um, and with that money I had saved and with money with my uh, testing and coaching business, uh, I had a lump sum of money. Um, and so I was going to buy my first property. Um, and um, so my first property ended up being a family member's. Uh, my wife's mother was living out of the country and she had a house that we were um, helping her manage. And sure. it was, she was starting to put in a lot of money into the house. And so I go, you know what? Why don't I just buy that house in cash? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I started thinking, hmm, what if I put together something creative, retain, hold on to my cash? Cause the house needed some fixing, take some of that cash and, uh, rehab the house and it'd be worth even more. Yeah. Um, but by then I had already started to, um, look into private investors, how to get other people to share in and make a little bit of return on their money, sending in the bank, not making anything. Mm -hmm. So this uh, was a deal that I put together that had three parties involved. Uh, myself, uh, my private investor, which happened to be my mother, mm -hmm. um, and then my mother-in-law who owned the property. Um, and so with this property, um, I ended up uh, getting the down payment 20,000 from my private investor. Okay. Paid her a fixed rate. I believe it was 7% at that time. Okay. And then um, I negotiated a uh, seller finance on the property. Right? All right. Because she had owned it. So we, there was no banks involved. So I took the 20,000 from my private investor, gave it to 
my mother-in-law, the, mm-hmm. you know, the property owner. Yep. And then that money that it, so, and we put it on terms and, you know, she wanted to help us out. Um, so she charged us really low interest okay. at the time. It was, I want to say three and a half percent. Um, and that lump sum money that I had that I told you about originally, right. I took that and rehabbed the property. Okay. So just to give you some numbers to help, you know, contextualize All right, it. So the purchase price of that property was um, two seventy five thousand. Seventy five thousand. You had twenty thousand dollars seed money, mm-hmm. and then seller financing for the fifty five. Yes. As a matter of fact, it was seventy thousand. Okay. So, so seventy so twenty 70, fifty. 50. Mm-hmm. And then you got a, a low interest rate on the on the fifty. Yes. And then you did a, a self funded rehab. Correct. All right. And the property went from being, well, was it worth 70 or was it worth more than that when you it was, bought it? It was worth a little bit more than that. Okay. Um, she gave us a discount, you know, being okay. that. Sure. Of course. Family. Family. All right. Um, after your rehab, do you have an idea what it was worth after your rehab? So I think at the time um, when we rehabbed it, I want to say it was worth about 128 130 Okay. Somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. How much did you put into it to get it? I put about 20,000 into it, about okay. 20, 20, a little over 20,000. Mm-hmm. All right. So you put 20 into it. So your total in, you know, with finance, whatever, it's like 90 mm-hmm. and it's now worth about a buck 20, buck Correct. 30, whatever, something like that. Okay. Correct. And then what'd you do with that property? So at that point, um, there's a, there's, there's a term called seasoning, right? You can't mm-hmm. just go and, you know, after you take ownership, you can't just refinance it. So I right. waited for the seasoning period, which okay. is usually six, six months. months. So by it's the actually, time it's just recently gone up, it did. Okay. It's a year now. Uh, yeah. But this one, it, I want to say I refinanced about seven months in somewhere okay. around there. Um, and it was just crazy. I was able to pull out, I want to say 26,000. Okay. So at that point, um, what we call uh, infinite deal. I had zero money into it. So when I pulled that, first of all, when I refinanced it, I paid both my debtors. So I paid my private investor mm-hmm. the full 20000 Okay. And then I paid uh, the 50000 or whatever the balances were. Yep. And walk, pulled out, I want to say 26000 So I got all of my money plus addition, you know, a little yeah. bit more. Yeah. And so I was able to take that and do it again, applied it in another property. So I think there's an acronym for this method, right? Mm-hmm. I've heard of this before. It's called the Burr method. Okay. And what does that mean? So the Burr is you you buy, okay. uh, you rehab, you refinance. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, excuse me, I missed one. You, missed you buy, rent. refinance, rent. Uh-huh. Re, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I forgetting this? Buy, rehab. Uh, rent, rent and refine and then refine. Yeah. And then the last one is repeated all over yeah. again. Yeah. So you, there you go. So the burr method. Right. Yeah. Um, and, um, I did that several times, you know, throughout, um, my journey and just kept repurposing, uh, the same pot of, of money, so to speak. Now, the, not, not every burr, um, you get out your full amount. Sure. Sometimes you may only get out 80%, mm-hmm. um, but whatever the case, I still left me money to work with yeah um and then eventually uh you know we pivoted and we started doing more private investors where we paid them a fixed debt um so we've used several strategies we've never really we're stuck with the same type of strategy just depending 
It, okay. it depended on on the property. But, but the Burr method was a good way to start. Absolutely, it's, it's a, a good way, way to start. start and finding an opportunity where you where you were able to have that seller financing, mm-hmm. uh, where you were able to get that seed money. Correct. Um, really helped propel you or start start you out for sure. So, thirty five properties roughly About i think we said mm-hmm. how many do you think you did on the burr method i would probably say maybe 20 of those 20 mm-hmm. and how how much time did it take you to acquire that 20 properties so it probably took me i was i was during that time, I was really Head buying. And, yes, I was buying about eight going. properties a year. Okay. That was my goal by yeah. by eight a year. So um, probably in the first three years, I I amassed that amount, and then I've slowly slowed down. And obviously, the market has changed. Bird deals aren't as easy as yeah. you know as before, um, yeah. because you know we have a lot more competition out there. Yeah. So it's a little bit different. So you have to pivot. Some secret got out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It got out for sure. <laughs> and now with rates uh, coming up, it's, it's it's definitely impacting the the numbers. And, and when you're evaluating these these properties, um, there's something called what? A cap rate, right? Mm-hmm. So explain like what, what mm-hmm. a cap rate is and why that's important yeah. in a. Yeah. So you got the cap rate, right? Um, capitalization rate. And, um, and usually does apply to more of a commercial or multifamily, not so much in the single family or less than four, Sure, but it's just a, a matrix to kind of know, um, you know, uh, a roundabout of what the market is. So if you had, say for instance, the lower the cap, the less risk, but the less return typically, yeah. the higher the cap rate, the more cash flow, the higher the return, mm-hmm. but you typically have to deal with problems and it's riskier. Yeah. Uh, so it just depends on your, your, um, you know, your, your thirst for, you know, your, uh, risk, reward. risk, risk, reward, yeah. how you want to manage that. Um, yeah. for me, usually when you're getting started, you tend to go for a little bit higher return sure. and you'll take on more risk. But as you get more older and, and savvier, you tend to go, yeah, I don't really want to deal with those issues anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so the, the cap rate is essentially um, that it's, um, just a way to measure a particular market and cap rates are different. And it's, you know, everyone has their opinion on how you can, you know, manipulate the cap rate, so to speak. Um, But basically it's um, you take your, you know, if you take the total income from a property, annualize Mm -hmm. that and you divide it over the market price, not your purchase price. And so people confuse that a lot of times and then it'll spit out a percentage and then you can compare that. So it's a way to compare, um, different investments. So if you wanted to compare a eight, 8% cap rate for a real estate property versus a business, it's a way to compare, um, dissimilar type so of apples and our beta uh, to normalize or, you know, compare exactly. apples to oranges. Exactly. And it's not a hundred percent. It just yeah. kind of gets you in the area ballpark ballpark. Exactly. Awesome. All right. So then we kind of, you kind of moved on from the, from the burn method. Not that you, well, have you still done any that um, way or you're now moved more into? I may do this next one. The one that I just purchased last week, I may do a burrow now. Yeah. Maybe. But the, but the next strategy that you implemented was what you said, private, private lending, private lending. Mm-hmm. And what, what does that look like? 
So private lending is basically someone who wants to get a return on their money that they're not getting from the banks. Okay. Um, and so they could, uh, you know, go with any, there's several companies you could put your money with, but essentially it's a relationship, right? Mm -hmm. And when you become the person known as, you know, someone in this type of industry, people tend to come to you and say, Hey, I got this money sitting here. It's not making me anything. Right. Would you be able to invest it for me? Yes, I can. Um, and okay. then every deal is different. Um, I don't, I don't go hunting for people's money. Sure. Um, it just, it has to be organic and it have to, it has to benefit both of us because I value the relationship way more than I value the return on the investment. Sure. Um, and so, um, We've done that several retired firefighters, uh, friends, family, nurses that I've done that with. And it's all relationships. Mm -hmm. um, so you you decide, you come together and you decide what return. The best way is to figure out what are they getting already. And usually um, that's a good place to start. So if they're only getting, say, 3% um, on a CD. Um, but in most cases, if your money is in the bank, you're not even getting a percent. Yeah. yeah. Um, and in a, lot of, a lot of times it's just people just don't understand. They don't understand how this works. So really the friendship component um, is what they, they tend to value. So they're not investing in the name of my company. They're investing in Ricky Rodriguez, Ricky Rod, you know, or, or Chris Phelps, right? They mm -hmm. trust you. Yeah. Um, and once you build that level of trust, you go, okay, well, um, how can this work for both of us? Um, I help you build your wealth. You help me build my company. It's benefits, you know, it benefits both of us. That's, that's kind of the nuts and bolts of how it works. And there's more details to it. All right, let's get into some of those. Okay. Okay. <laughs> let's give an example, uh, transaction. It doesn't have to necessarily be one that you, you did. Okay. Um, but give like an example of a perfect, what, what it would look like. All right. So, um, I had a, Do we have uh, to give like a disclaimer, like past practice or past performance. Is not, is I won't not use indicative of, uh, That's right. That's right. <laughs> future results. <laughs> so I'll tell you, um, I had a deal, good friend of mine, he works in the fire department. Um, and, um, he was one of my first big investors and, uh, we had a great working relationship and, um, we had slowly built up, but, um, I remember these numbers cold. So I'll just talk about okay. this one. So, uh, after I had proven, you know, um, what I was doing actually works and yeah. I actually do perform, um, he invested a hundred thousand with me and, um, he was one of my preferred, uh, lenders. So he, he got some additional benefits. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, he ended up getting, I want to say a 9% return. So that's 9,000, um, in a year. Mm -hmm. What I like to do is I like to create an income for people. So instead of waiting for the year, I like to pay people every month. So okay. he got a check every month mm -hmm. for $750. Okay. At the end of the term, which was one year, he received his entire $100,000 back. Plus he had been getting that check. Right. So you go, well, what could I do with that? And I said, well, I mean, you can, you can do a lot with a $750 check a month. Yeah. One of them is uh, pay for a car payment pay for a, a boat payment, whatever you want. It doesn't have to be a year. Everything is defined. So, um, essentially that's, um, was his return. He got a 9% return annualized. Um, and I paid him every month, seven fifty, And then I paid him back his entire principal, his entire right. investment amount. Um, and so it worked out great for both of us. So he basically, that, so that's basically, I guess you consider that like a hard money loan? Not really. So hard money is, is a little different. Um, okay. um, 
the private investor, you have to have a relationship with someone mm -hmm. because primarily they're investing in you. They're right. not investing in a number. So um, this particular gentleman is very savvy, mm -hmm. but I, you know, and I, you know, I'm kind of speaking for him, but I don't think he was so interested in how the numbers worked out more so that he believed in me and he believed that he was, I was going to do what I said. Yeah. Hard money is different. You're dealing with a third party. They don't know you. Uh, they're strictly looking at the numbers. They could care less about you as an individual. Mm -hmm. They're looking at, does this numbers work and how can I protect myself? And that's it. That's pretty much it. Right. More of a relational thing with on the um, private lending, which I like because I'm a relational type of person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So 9% uh, interest only. Correcting basically you're making or he's making seven fifty a month and then at the end of that term he gets his full amount of money back. Correct. So and you took that hundred thousand and did what with it? So with that one, what did I purchase with that one? I can't remember what I purchased with that one. <laughs> <laughs> right, for this to work, you're going to have to have I know. answers. When I have questions, you're going to have to have answers. I know, right? Uh, so let's see. What did I purchase with that one? Oh, okay. So I remember. So I purchased a duplex with that one. Okay. Yeah. Now I remember. Um, and at the time when duplexes, you can get under 100000 I want to say I purchased that duplex for 90000 Okay. Um, and when I purchased it... Um, I, in, I rehabbed it, did a light rehab mm -hmm. and in a year's time it was worth, I don't know, one, one fifty, one sixty. Okay. Um, so that's how I was able to, you know, refinance out, pay him his entire investment back and retain mm -hmm. the property, uh, free and clear. Okay. Um, and that one, I don't believe I, I may have put a couple of grand in my pocket, but that one, again, that was one of those ones that you're not always going to get a big return back. You're not going to, you know, you're not going to get infinite deals on every one, especially now. Yeah. But it was still a great process. So essentially I was able to, um, you know, use those funds to purchase a property that now that property is worth, uh, I don't know, 250, 260 now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, yeah. So he basically lent you a hundred thousand dollars, even though the value of the property you were buying was less than that amount. Correct. So you built in some renovation mm -hmm. budget into that amount. Correct. And then that in in a year's time, you're able to pay him back his hundred thousand and you're now sitting on a property that's worth a hundred and fifty. Two hundred and fifty. Oh, it was worth two fifty mm -hmm. at the time. No, no, no. Well, it's oh, you, at the end of the, the year, time, at the end of the year, correct. When you had to pay him out a hundred, you have a property then that that's now worth one hundred and fifty. Correct. So you're able to at that point you're able to refinance it, pay him out his his hundred grand, and walk away with some some extra money for the next property. Correct. Okay, so it still sounds very very bearish. It is. It was. <laughs> it just. <laughs> You know, it's it's degrees of burr, right? Okay. right <laughs> so right. sometimes you get an infinite deal. That's gotcha. sometimes it's uh, yes, uh, a small down payment and uh, relative to the to the value of the the home. Correct. And other times it's it's enough to cover the full nut on the home. Correct. All Correct. Right. So now you're doing more like that. So right now, today, uh -huh. um, they're a lot harder to find. 
So this is really the relationship building now. So mm -hmm. all of the groundwork that you've put into place now um, is what you're going to need to in this market to really find property. So I'll give you an example on um, this most recent one. Okay. Who are you becoming, right? You have to be the person you want to become. Mm -hmm. So people know me as the real estate person, right? I'm the guy yeah. that's going to help you. I'm, you know, I'm the positive guy, whatever that is, you attract people, right? Mm -hmm. So in this instance, um, someone who had previously helped um, sought me out as a solution to his problem. Um, and so I pointed him in the direction of the help. And during that time, um, we just posed a question. Uh, and actually, it was my wife. I didn't, wouldn't even think about it. My wife said, um, is he selling or is he renting it again? And I just assumed he was renting it again. Um, and so I go, you know what? That's a great question, honey. Let me find out. Um, and he was selling it. Huh. And so there's an opportunity that I didn't have to compete with anyone. It never went on an MLS. It was a great deal for the both of us. It was clean, smooth. And so we were able to buy a property at, at a good price in a very good neighborhood. And we both won again. That's what we're looking for. Those, those win-win scenarios. So that's, you know, kind of what we're doing now. Um, we are still sending out postcards. We recently got a hit back from someone on a postcard that I sent a year ago on some land um, uh -huh. that we already own um, four or five lots in this particular area. And these three will pretty much give us an entire city block right there. Oh, wow. Um, and I got a hit back and um, we're working out the details now. So I'll, I'll be purchasing that. So it's all those seeds that you laid out before and mm -hmm. you've taken the time to water um, and it's just been organic and now they're starting to bear fruit. So now when you're, when you've identified a, a, a property that you want to acquire, mm -hmm. do you already have uh, private money sitting there waiting to go? Are you putting together like a group of, of investors to, to help you to buy a property? What, so I think that's the next evolution um, in my business. Uh, I really do want to like do a, that. What's that? A, re, a REIT? So it could, well, it, uh, it'll be more of a syndication. Okay. So um, that's what I tend to want to do eventually. Uh, I just, uh, the level of motivation sometimes, um, I like spending time with my family. And, you know, the, you know, the saying about the enemy of great is good and we're in a very good place. So sometimes... <laughs> Um, my motivation isn't there, but I, that's going to be the next evolution, um, in my business is going to be creating funds where, uh, first responders can, um, you know, uh, contribute to and invest in and get a fixed return back, um, a hell of a, a lot better than, um, than what you get in the traditional bank. Sure. You know, and so that's the goal. And it's going to be with a company and people that they trust know, you know, they can pick up the phone and call me. Mm -hmm. You can't pick up the phone and call Bank of America to right. talk to the, you know, yeah. <laughs> to the president or CEO or, or someone up there. But mm -hmm. you can pick up the phone and call me. So I always want to be approachable and available. Um, and um, it's 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 an opportunity for people to get a great return um, and, you know, and make money. And have you ever, uh, have you, have you partnered with anybody on any of these properties? Mm. Good question. So there's a lot of people that partner. I've never partnered. Um, I own a hundred percent of my portfolio. Um, 
well, let me let me back that out. Um, we are creating other than family, other than family. Okay. So um, we are creating the Rods Family Group uh, LLC. We've already created that, and we have one Airbnb in there. Um, so we're gonna uh, create that. So right now on that one, I've partnered with my oldest son mm-hmm. in that one. Other than that, I've everything else we own a hundred percent. Um, and it's just, you know, different strategies for people. For me, um, it, it, uh, it complicates things sometimes. Yeah. And, um, I'm, you know, I'm at this point in my life where I, I don't want the complications, um, but it is a strategy. And I know a lot of people that use it, but for us, we own a hundred percent. We retain full control. We can make moves, pivot. Um, so we've never partnered in a sense like that. We've, um, uh, we've temporarily partnered with people with private lenders and we're, you know, that's what we tend to, to focus on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Well, I'm, I'm, I think we've done a good job of, uh, of diving a little bit deeper into it. Obviously there's still more and there's still plenty for, for folks to learn. Mm-hmm. So I know we, I know we talked about it before your, um, your, your group, your meetup group. Um, when does that, when does that usually meet? So we meet first Thursdays of every month. First Thursday of every month mm-hmm. in Port St. Lucie. Port St. Lucie at the Hop Life Brewery. That's where you're currently meeting. You haven't outgrown that yet? Not yet. Su- I'm surprised with yeah. all the press. You know, all of our 10 <laughs> listeners are probably showing up there. Yeah. <laughs> no, we get a good group of guys. Um, this month, uh, um, we have our holding title company who we use for all of our closings. Um, they're going to be there. We're hoping that... Uh, um, the lawyer is going to come too, so um, it should be a good, you know, a good, um, a good uh, meetup group. Um, anyone that has questions about real estate, state, uh, title, this would be the one to come to. And we hope to continue bringing guests, um, speakers. Um, but um, it's been great. I really enjoy meeting everyone and seeing people how, you know, the yeah. people just starting out and how eager they were. And I remember I was that person. So again, just another way for us to give back and help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and anybody that wants to, to start picking up some of these nuggets from you, what's a, what's their best way to, to follow you? Yeah. Thank you. So I'd say the best way to follow me will be on Instagram at Ricky Rod. Um, at Ricky Rod, so Ricky with an E R I C K E Y R O D, so at Ricky Rod on Instagram is the best way to follow us. Excellent, yeah, and I really appreciate you coming yeah, back. Absolutely, and again for for our our ten listeners, if uh, you <laughs> like what you're hearing and you know somebody else as successful or doing some amazing things like like Ricky Rod over here, uh, you know, hit us on an email at info at latfpodcast.com that's info at latfpodcast.com see you on the next one